Welcome to the newest Eden Center podcast, Building Ourselves Through Parsha. Our host, Karen Miller-Jackson, will use the Parsha to explore an aspect of social, emotional, or physical well-being relevant for 21st century life and its challenges. Karen is a certified Matan Moralalacha, Jewish educator, writer, founder of Kivun Lashirut, a guidance program for religious girls, and creator of Power Parsha. Consistent with the Eden Center's goal of enhancing women's spiritual life through Torah and Mikvah, Karen's insights, we hope, will serve as a springboard for self-introspection and discussion. Hello, everyone. In today's Building Ourselves podcast, I would like to talk about traveling and journeys. We have been limited in our travel opportunities this past year. And so, in my family, and I'm sure by many of you, we have enjoyed browsing through photo books of trips we took back when it was easy to travel. This has been bittersweet enjoying reminiscing about these vacations and experiences while also dreaming about where and when we could go next. Even if the trips were not perfect, maybe the kids were fighting in the back of the car, or perhaps people were complaining about being hungry because we forgot to bring enough kosher snacks, we look back at the photos and remember the good times and forget the challenges. Interestingly, a similar thing happens in this week's double Parsha Matot Masei. Skipping to the second half, Parshat Masae opens in Bamidbar chapter 33 as follows. Ela Masae ben Israel asher yatzu me'eretz Mitraim letzivotam biyad Moshe va'aron. Vayichtov Moshe et motzaihem lemasaihem alpi Hashem ve'ela masaihem lemotzaihem. These were the travels of ben Israel who started out from the land of Egypt troop by troop in the charge of Moshe and Aaron. Moshe recorded the starting points of their various journeys as directed by Hashem. Their journeys by starting points were as follows. Various commentaries ask, why does the Torah repeat this list of Masa'ot of journeys in the Midbar? Rashi cites the Midrash Tanhuma, which provides a mashal. It likens this to a parent who takes his or her sick child to various places in search of healing. Afterwards, the parent recounts the experiences they had through each location. God wants B'nai Israel, in this parable, the child, to be strengthened by the fact that they overcame hardship in their past and to be reminded that they can do it again in the future. Rambam, in the Guide to the Perplexed, provides a different explanation. Rambam writes, At first sight, it appears to be entirely useless. But in order to obviate such a notion, Scripture says, and Moshe wrote their goings out according to their journeys by the commandment of the Lord. It was indeed most necessary that these should be written, for miracles are only convincing to those who witness them, whilst coming generations who know them only from the account given by others may consider them as untrue. According to Rambam, it was necessary to retell the experience of the journeys in the desert to give future generations a sense of what it was like and so that they would preserve the memory of these miracles for generations who would not personally experience them. These two interpretations are psychologically astute, but they don't address an interesting question. Much of Sefer Bamidbar contains stories which emphasize B'nai Israel's downward spiral of negativity and lack of faith in the desert. Remember the Mitonanim, the bitter complainers, or the Meraglim, the spies, and Korach's rebellion? What happened to these stories in this repetition of B'nai Israel's journeys through the desert? The 16th century Italian biblical exegete and rabbi, Ovadia Sforno, provides an answer. He writes, 
רצה האל יתברך שיכתבו מסעי ישראל להודיע זכותם בלכתם אחריו במדבר, הארץ לא זרועה, באופן שהיו ראויים להיכנס לארץ. God wanted all the journeys to be recorded in order to compliment the Jewish people who had followed him blindly through the desert where nothing grew, so that as a reward for their faith, they would deserve to enter and inherit the land of Israel. Sforno teaches that God chose to focus on the positive aspects of the 40 years in the desert. The Torah repeats the list of journeys as praise for the people of Israel who followed God through endless wilderness. Similarly, the prophet Yirmiyahu characterizes Israel's time in the desert as loyal and loving. When he writes, how you followed me in the wilderness in a land not sown. Today, as well, in our time, this time of year, is a time for transitions. Many families have recently marked graduations or perhaps here in Israel are preparing for gius into the army. For many, this marks a significant milestone on life's journey. Changes like this are a source of pride, but can also be filled with anxiety of what the future holds. Each of the three approaches to understanding the retelling of B'nai Israel's travels in the desert have resonance for changing stages in our lives today. First, Rashi and the Midrash give words of chizuk and encourage us to have strength like those who overcame hardship in the desert. Rambam reminds us to appreciate the miracles of our history for the generation of the desert, instilling within us a faith in God. Sforno teaches that the Torah chose to highlight the positive aspects of the desert years, in particular, B'nai Israel's faith to follow God for 40 years in the desert, with all of its uncertainties and all its risks. We too can look back on the past year in particular and draw strength from overcoming the challenges we have faced, find ways to describe what it has been like for future generations, and keep trying to highlight the positive. As we say when we finish reading a book of Chumash, Chazak, Chazak, Venit Chazek. Shabbat Shalom. This week's podcast is sponsored by Emily Marbach in honor of Yana Jackson's graduation. Mazal Tov. This podcast is hosted by the Eden Center, whose goal is to reinvigorate the ancient female ritual of mikvah as a sacred space for women and use it as the natural platform it is to connect to Jewish women's health, well-being, and healthy relationships, enhancing Jewish women and family life. We invite you to visit our website, www.theedencenter.com, to learn more about our work in making mikvah relevant, welcoming, and meaningful. This episode is recorded by Karen Miller-Jackson, edited by Micah Shore, and is a product of the Edison Center. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider sponsoring a podcast in dollars or shekels at bit.ly backslash E-D-E-N-P-O-D. Additionally, give us a five-star rating, share this podcast on social media, and encourage others to subscribe. We welcome your feedback by email at podcasts at theedencenter.com.